Welcome to Long Live the Music, a podcast from It's All Dead, made by music fans for music fans. I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to Long Live the Music. Thank you for joining us on the show today. I am joined by my good friend, Kyle Schultz. Kyle, it has been a while since uh, we've been on a podcast together. We've had a little bit of a break, but we had to come back. We had to come back because Tom is back and uh, we we had to have something to say about it. But Kyle, I, I've been bugging you about Blink-182 speculation for a few weeks now. And we, we go through, I don't know how many times in the time since we've been doing this website that we've had to like talk about rumors about Blink-182 and what's going on with that band. And I've always said like, I'll believe it when I see it on the Tom front. Well, we've seen it. It's here. Um, and you were kind enough to do. I, I don't know how many Blink podcasts like this we've done in, in our time, but here's another one. Uh, hopefully you're ready for it. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I assume we're going to do 182 of these. So this is number <laughs> it's three. Only, yeah, it stands to reason. Um, no, it's funny. It's like so much has transpired with Blink-182 in the time since you and I have have known each other and i can't even remember what we've talked about or not talked about on podcasts so far i know we've ranked their albums i know we've talked about our feelings about the matt skiba era i know we've talked about you know how much the band meant to both of us you know kind of like growing up and, and getting into to punk music but i was thinking back i think in it was 2012 they released the dogs eating dogs ep and that's what we were working to inches us together and i remember both of us kind of bonding over that release and enjoying it like so much better than neighborhoods at the time having no idea the twists and turns that the band would take since then uh but it's been a wild ride hasn't it i mean if nothing else it it keeps you keeps you engaged keeps you interested oh yeah no it's uh it's really tumultuous in a way that for a band that just plays uh crappy punk rock it's insane the drama and just speculation just kind of the ups and downs this band has and just the legacy they still carry with them. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, you're right about the, <laughs> it is it is crazy how much drama and wild stuff has taken place with just one of the silliest uh, bands that has ever existed. You know, I can remember back to, uh, you know, 2008, I, I believe it was at the Grammy Awards when they presented an award together, uh, Travis, Mark and Tom, and basically announced that they were getting back together um, in the aftermath of Travis's plane crash. And we'll, we'll talk more about, I think, some of the similarities that I feel this time to, to back then. But if it, there's been so many moments with this band that just kind of like, oh, they're, they're, it, they, there's an excitement that comes with what this band does and all of the drama and shit that happens when they come back together. It usually results in, in something at least fun to talk about and fun to enjoy and revel in. And that, that's kind of what this feels like to me. When I was sending you stuff last week of just kind of like, hey, look, there's some more breadcrumbs. It, it looks like Tom might be back. It looks like something might happen. I, I'm assuming your first reactions were like, yeah, right. But you can tell me different if you were starting to kind of like believe the hype a little bit because it's kind of been building for a little while. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I'm the only person in the country who is not super celebrating the news. Like it's one of those <laughs> things where... uh speculation about this has been going on for so long it was bound to happen at some point like even travis barker is like yeah tom and i are still friends we talk and tom's been like if i want to be back in the band i'll be back in the band and it's just it's been hinted at uh and kind of rumored for so long that it was just it was going to happen sooner or later um and when they finally you know updated their logo and 
all the social media accounts just went blank. Um, it was just one of those things like, well, either Tom's back or it's a new album. And either way, I'm going to be excited. I'm mostly going to be excited for a new album, but uh, it, it's just something new. And then when he's finally back, it's like, well, I guess it's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. And we're going to talk about the the Matt and Tom stuff too, because I know you and I have had different takes, at least on the albums California Nine, than a lot of people, a lot of other like hardcore Blink fans have. Even Blink fans that like the past two albums and enjoy in general what Matt Skiba brought to that era of the band. I think by and large, every, there's a large, I, I think what I've realized today is that there is a just a massive, massive amount of people that can only like accept Blink as Mark, Tom and Travis. And I get it. Like I, even if the feelings that we had about, you know, the, you know, how Tom maybe weighed the band down in the past or wasn't always at his best in live performances and kind of the, the different sort of vocal style and just technical guitar ability that, that Matt brought to the band. I, I get why people are so like, I don't know, fervent and rabid about the the Tom, Mark, and Travis thing. It makes sense to me. And so the, the things that we know right now, we know one, Tom is back, and Matt does not appear to be in the band anymore. There's a 2023-2024 world tour happening with Turnstile, Rise Against, The Story So Far, and Wallows. And I want to get your, your reaction to that lineup. And then finally, there's a new song coming on Friday called Edging, and probably a new album, I would say, coming next year. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. Um, uh, they uh, they confirmed a new album, but they haven't given oh, any type of release um, date or anything. Yeah, there you go. So let's kind of walk through those real quick. We talked about Tom a little bit, and this we're going to talk about Tom some more. But first, the tour. It's a massive, massive tour. I'm super bummed they're not coming to Indianapolis. Um, I've been fortunate enough to see them both with Tom and with Matt here in Indianapolis on two different tours. I wish they were coming back, but I'll have to see if I can make it up to Chicago. The lineup is pretty solid, I feel like. I'm interested in your thoughts on it. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a good, good lineup. Um, I think Rise Against is a kind of a surprising band to open for them, considering how fun Blink-182 is and how um, diabolically politically charged Rise Against is. But yeah. they, they somehow fit together so well. Um, actually, the band I'm... Turnstile is a good choice, but the band I'm most uh, excited for is The Story So Far. Um, yep. That's one where they've been kind of an up and coming for a while. And uh, this is, I don't want to say a big break, but it's recognition of just what they've provided to the scene. And uh, it's almost kind of a reward for they don't have a lot of albums out, but they the ones they have out are strong. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see them get this type of exposure. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, you know, Wallows is a band that Nadia has talked about and written about uh, for the site quite a bit. So it was fun to see them on the lineup. But I had the same reaction that you did to the Rise Against thing. In one way, it makes sense. And in another way, it's just like, boy, there's a lot of worlds colliding there. That'll be that'll be really interesting. It'll draw an interesting crowd for sure. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure there's crossover, but like, uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Um, the new song, we think that on their announcement video that the clip that's at the end of that is edging. I'm assuming that's uh, what that, that song is going to be. Uh, 
look, it's only like 10 seconds or something. I I like it. I think it sounds good. I'm interested to hear the full thing. But I'll also say that like I loved Up All Night when that song came out. And now, you know, all these years later, there's not a lot about neighborhoods that I really like going back to. It was just the excitement in the moment, which I know is what's going to happen to me this time around. So I'm going to have to like figure out how to like listen to edging and just enjoy it, but not let it like infect my mind about like some false truth of what how much I'm going to love the new album 10 years from now or whatever. I don't know. Did you have any thoughts? But no, it's, it's definitely an event. Um, Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where we haven't heard this for so long. It's just, it's something, uh, even if it's not a great song in its entirety, it's something that is worth waiting for. Um, And just that clip, like it's, it's a good clip. I really enjoyed it, but it was just, I don't know what it is. I was bummed to hear Tom singing again. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things that where it's like, I'm, I don't have the confidence that third time's the charm with him in the band. It's just like, hmm. I'm, I'm glad you're trying. I'm glad you're going for it. I'm happy that uh, considering they're all in their fifties, uh, they're going back to kind of their <laughs> roots. It seems, um, and not trying to take themselves too seriously with this. Like, I, I think that's a really good move just to kind of get everyone back together and get that trio working again, kind of um, where they really found their strengths. But it's still one of those things where it's just like, I don't know how to take it. Because it's either Tom not being true to himself and trying to be uh, silly, considering, you know, the way they announced the tour, the title of the song and everything, or um, they fully embraced being silly, which is, it seems to hamper a lot of the maturity they've gotten in the last few albums. So I don't know yeah. how to take it. And um, I guess we'll find out when it's finally released. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much of the depth from the past couple albums carries over. And we, we talked about Nine a lot when it came out, um, about just kind of how fascinating that was and kind of an explore, exploration at times of like, some pretty deep emotional stuff and depression and uh, you know, just going through a divorce. There was a lot there and it's hard to imagine that coming out of what, you know, Marcus faced uh, the past few years with, you know, battling cancer and surviving that that's not going to come out in this album too. So like part of me feels like the announcement part is where they're bringing back the like 1999 irreverent blink 182 shtick and that it's going to be a part of this. But another part of me feels like they can't, there's been too much that's happened in everybody's lives for this album to be completely like flippant. Um, but you know, I guess we'll see. Um, it's true, but it's also the world's a dark enough place at the moment. Blink-22 seems like the type of band that would really take advantage of just everyone's upset. Everyone's it, it's such a weird time where just everybody feels angry. Wouldn't this be the perfect time to just put out a fun album and they seem like the type of band to really lean into that. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, well, let's talk a little bit more about Tom being in and Matt being out. Um, we both have talked before. We've written about it. Um, California Nine are albums that you and I both, I believe, hold in high regard. But let me stop there. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. And I actually go back to them pretty frequently. Um, California, maybe even a little bit more, even though I think nine is the better album as a whole, but both of them had some really great songs. And we both thought that Matt brought 
a really unique and needed element to Blink that kind of helped them elevate their style and what they were doing, um, you know, in the late 2010s, right? Because, you know, this is one of those bands, you mentioned they're like, you know, being in your 50s or whatever and making pop punk music. There there had to be some progression evolution there. And I think Matt was kind of the perfect person um, to help foster that within the band. Having seen them live during that period, I can attest to how much better of a performer he was than what I've seen of Tom. Um, now, having said that, there's been stuff, you know, in recent years that have like made me feel a little bit differently, I guess, about Matt Skiba's time in the band. And I'm fine with it being over at this point. But I do think that what the band did during his time there is something that I hope kind of gets remembered and it'll be interesting to see what happens from here but i think it's going to be a really unique thing that you can kind of like pluck out and be like yeah look at this like almost different band that in the midst of this long stretch of blink 182 here are these two albums that almost represent something different um so i'm glad we got them i'm fine moving on from it i know your initial reaction as, as you've already mentioned to tom coming back was not one of excitement necessarily although i think you're somewhat hopeful it sounds like of of what this could be, but where, where do you stand with all of it now? Knowing, you know, we've kind of got it set in stone that like that era of time is over. Honestly, I'm a bit upset. Um, I do think Matt brought a rejuvenation to the band. Uh, there was a lot of energy that brought back the passion of the early albums, but they didn't really abandon the maturity that was uh, renowned for like the later part of Tom's time in the band. But um, it, it's just, it's one of those things where I I am excited. It's nice to see the three of them together again. But it seems like every time Tom's been a part of this, it just causes trouble. Uh, you know, it, fame, I think famously, uh, it's been a while since I've done my research or whatever, but I think when they initially broke up, it was because he wanted to take the band in a direction that the other two weren't totally comfortable with. They finally went with it. And their self-titled album is, you know, now it's really well regarded. Um, I think right. people look back on it very fondly. But when it came out, it was kind of hated. I know I yep. didn't like it when it came out. Um, and Tom left. He did his own thing. Uh, the other two did Plus 44, which is an album I still listen to. Yeah, uh, I, I love Mark and Travis and the work they do together. Um, and... You know, when Tom came back in, Neighborhoods is, it's an album. It's fine. I don't remember anything about it. I remember Dogs Eating Dogs. And I remember two songs from that, the more I think about it. But uh, California Nine, I still listen to those albums a lot. I remember a lot about them. Um, Seeing them live was, there was a passion and energy on stage that, the first time I saw them perform live with Tom, Tom was, I think, drunk. I don't know for sure, but he just forgot how to play guitar for songs he wrote. He forgot lyrics to songs he wrote. And there's just a lack of professionality with the way he approaches the band that he's been kicked out twice. Um, and, yeah. you know, he comes back when there's a life-changing event for people and I think that's the case again. It's, you know, reunited them again. But I don't know how much that plays into his wanting to be a part of this and how much he just wants to reconnect with his friends. 
yeah gosh there's a lot there to dig into um My there's the really serious no it's great there's the serious topic which i'll say for just a moment the other thing talking about the initial comeback after their first breakup with neighborhoods that again in the there's there's evidence on the internet there's a review in pop matters where i, I review the album quite well and in you know passing years um it's definitely held less of a glow for me but even if you're like i'm only a fan of tom mark travis blink it's hard to argue neighborhoods being superior to California and nine. Maybe there's people that feel that way, but I don't feel like even the people that love Tom, I don't feel like they necessarily hold neighborhoods in high regard. Um, That's because they're afraid of the truth. (laughs) But yeah, it's not a, and and by the way, that album was recorded piece by piece kind of separately and then sort of cobbled together. It wasn't like a, um, you know, true to i guess the way that we've known the band to to work together otherwise so there's reasons for all of that but like yeah if you're excited about tom being back now you're really banking on the magic of 20 years ago at this point so you know that's the that's the hard thing to wrestle with here and you know i have no doubt that i do think that there is something special between the three of them i do think they have a deep and complicated friendship relationship whatever you want to call it there's always been something there and even when tom hasn't been on the band it's always felt like olive branches were kind of being extended and conversations were being had even at the hardest moments and so you mentioned and i brought this up at the start their initial reunion came in the aftermath of travis almost dying in a plane crash and that's well documented that that was the event that sparked the reconciliation amongst them and then now we're seeing this reunion um, on the on the back of uh, of Mark battling and surviving cancer, which I mean, it's crazy. I, I was just thinking about that today. I mean, there were real moments and I know you and I even talked about it of like what that might mean, because it looked bad for a while um, and it was hard to it was just kind of a mortality moment, I think, for people our age who are fans of a band like this to just kind of like reckon with all of it. Um, so all that to say. Is that a part of it? Yeah, it probably is. I have no problem with that being the case. But to your point, there is, I think there's a gravitational pull and it just seems like there's these life events that happen that cause things to kind of like come back and coalesce before they start drifting apart again. That's kind of been what we've seen over the years at this point. Yeah, and that's my main worry is that um, I have no doubt, you know, um, Tom worried about Mark kind of, they got back in touch. They uh, reunited in a way that they haven't maybe for a while, even if they had stayed in contact and stayed uh, friends, maybe this brought them closer than they've been for a while. And that's what brought the band back. Um, But similar to last time, I'm just concerned. It's going to be one of those things. He'll reunite. He'll record an album. uh, They'll do their tour. But I don't know if, he actually cares about the music or not. Um, You know, Tom's done his own thing for so long and he does really well at it. Um, I can't say I'm the biggest Angel and Airwaves fan, but there's a couple albums that are fantastic. Uh, I, you know, you can have your own opinions on his uh, alien uh, research (laughs) and such. I've got, there's a few things I'm like, okay, you well played. And then other points, I'm like, I'm just tired of listening to you. So, um, you know, everyone has their own piece of that and he's doing his own thing and that's great. But it, it, he's been doing his own thing for so long that I 
worry if he has an issue coming back and being part of a group again. Yeah. Do you know, there, it's almost like a meme at this point, the Tom doesn't look like he wants to be there thing. Have you seen that before? It's like a thing people post all the time related to Blink, but it's it's born out of like back in the day of like photos online of like, oh, Tom, back in the early days of like, they might break up. Um, but you're like literally describing that whole thing of like how many moments there have been where it's like, Tom doesn't look like he wants to be in this band right now. Oh, I assume this has been since the inception of the group. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's funny. Uh, so Mark has a discord and he was on there today um, chatting and sharing some stuff. And he said, Tom is a best friend slash confidant slash soulmate. He and I spent the whole day yesterday laughing. We all did. Blink is in a really good place. And then a few minutes later, he posted, that said, he has to get kicked out of the band every few years. <laughs> and I thought that was like <laughs> a really hilarious and accurate way of putting it that kind of all of us like inherently know is is true, just as funny as it actually is. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Having just heard that for the first time, I have so much more confidence than I had 20 seconds ago. <laughs> oh, man. I was actually going to bring it up earlier, and I was trying to save that for a little bit further into the conversation, <laughs> but I, I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a self-awareness to this, too. And I think that I think they all get it. Um, and you know, even if all it is is like this reunion, the next two years of touring, the album, and then things fall away again, I think for everybody, it's just kind of worth it to have this moment right now. At least that's what it seems like. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I think even, you know, even if it is just a temporary thing, if they can recapture some of the magic that was, it was glanced at with neighborhoods. Um, I think we got a better look at it with dogs eating dogs, but it was so short that it's hard to say like, oh, they were finding themselves again. Um, you know, even if it is just one album, if it's the end of the band or if, Tom leaves and someone else comes back in for uh, another album or two after that. I think if they can recapture some of the magic that was hinted at when their initial reunion was uh, happening, um, I think that'll go a very long way to kind of uh, making people happy and giving a lot of goodwill um, for just kind of the drama that has been happening for so long. Yeah. You mentioned the self-title album a little bit ago and you nailed it kind of the reaction to everyone in the moment with that album and then years have passed and everybody kind of is a completely, or I don't want to say everybody, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know a lot of people that have had a similar story to us of that album has come around to mean a great deal to them and be considered one of the best albums the band has released. It was interesting leading up to this because, you know, they did that they were changing, updating the logos on the social media channels. And it was kind of reminiscent of that era of blink. And of course that album turns 20 years old next year and there was originally the thing people were throwing around was like hey is there going to be like a, a reunion celebration on the 20th anniversary of this album as weird as that seems for an album that kind of like ended the band in the moment to to have that now that's obviously not what this is about but at the end of that announcement video it suddenly switches to a short clip of uh feeling this which felt kind of like odd um I mean, they're playing like the clip of the new song and then it, it switches right at the end of feeling this. And it's like, oh, is that is that what part of this is? Um, do you have any thoughts on potentially this, like the, the anniversary of that album being included in all of this somehow? Um, honestly, I hope so. I would assume so anyway. Um, it's one of those things where 
as much as Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket are, uh, you know, legacy albums where literally they're universally loved, um, the self-titled album, I think, might be the single most important record they've ever recorded. It's one of those things where it was so divisive when it came out. And just like uh, Weezer's Pinkerton, it's one of those things where when it comes out, it wasn't liked. Uh, it had a couple yeah. songs that were fine. And then, you know, the band kind of dissolved for a little bit. And almost the instant they were gone, it seemed like opinion of this album changed instantaneously. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and it's one of those things, like, even re- thinking back on it, I don't even remember when I shifted opinion on it. I just remember one day, like, this is amazing. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I it, I think they know that too. It's just, but it plays such a weird part of their history where it's hard to, uh, I would assume it's hard to love it a little bit since it caused so much internal mm-hmm. strife with them. But it is also um, maybe the most valuable asset they have as a band. Yeah, that's a really that's a really interesting point. I kind of had a similar reaction almost overnight. My feelings on the album changed. I can't even explain why or when that all took place, but it was a real thing, and it was a real thing for a lot of people. And again, if you had to, you know, put Blink One Eighty Two in a time capsule for some future species or generation to uncover the self-titled is something that you would have in there because it was a really important moment, not just for the band, but in the direction that pop punk took in the years that followed it. So um, it'll be interesting to see its involvement in, in all of this. The other big news that broke today in tandem with this, and I have to think it was intentionally was the announcement of 2023's when we were young festival lineup, which I at first was shocked that this was getting released. So it's crazy that back in January was when they announced the original, the lineup for this year's festival and I bought the ticket, made all the plans. Then it's now two weeks, less than two weeks away. I'm going to be getting on a plane to Las Vegas to go to this festival. Uh, and I, I can't wait to find out about whatever, whatever this event is going to be, but I was shocked today <laughs> when they're, we haven't even had it yet. And they're already announcing next year's well, blink One Eighty Two is one of the headliners. And that, so it kind of makes sense to capitalize on that moment. Um, you and Nadia were sending me, uh, you know, some of the names that were on the, the, uh, the poster here. I've had time to digest it. Um, you know, my first reaction was like, oh man, there's some great acts here that are not going to be there this year that I wish I could see. Like, I wish MXPX was going to be there this year. I wish Michelle Branch, even as random as it is that she's on here, everybody knows uh, how much I love Michelle Branch. I wish that I could see her this year, you know, gym class heroes. There's a few on here that was like, oh dang, I hate hate missing out on that. But at the same time, I think I am fully content and happy with the lineup I'm going to get to see this year. I don't, I we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll come back and be like, I can't wait to get on a plane and go do that again, but I'm not purchasing a ticket to next year before I go this year and see, you know, just kind of experience it and see what it's like. So that being said, you know, there's a lot of like glass jaw. I'm going to get to check off the bucket list. going to get to see Sayosin again. So I feel better I, I feel good about the lineup that I'll be going to see this year. But what what were some of your first reactions to this? Um, you know, it's it's weird. Uh, when they initially announced when we were young earlier this year, I was excited for it, but I was okay not seeing it. Um, it's one of those things where it's literally every band I love playing uh, yeah. a festival, but it I've seen a lot of them. Um, you know, I 
I've taken the time to go to other festivals. I've seen most of these bands. Um, and the few I hadn't seen, I'm going to check off at some point, you know, in the next year or two. Uh, and also, being the first time the festival is ever held, there's a lot of questions on, you know, just kind of what's going on. How is the setup going to be? Um, you know, how's everything going? The fact that they announced next year's lineup before the first one has happened, I might be completely misled with this, but it gives me a lot of confidence that they know what they're doing, or at the yeah. very least, they have enough confidence that this is going to go off well, that they can do the second one and have it ready to go now. Um, mm -hmm. And that said, they seem to be confident enough. Blink-22 and Green Day are arguably two of the top tier bands uh, that you can book with this genre of music. And the fact yeah. that they, not only did they get both of them, they somehow have convinced uh, gym class heroes to get back together. I think they've been broken up for a while. Um, yeah. Something corporate who notoriously have hated each other for most of their existence. <laughs> they got back together for internet man's 40th uh, birthday a few weeks ago, but the fact that they're playing a full show together, uh, Finch uh, another drive through records band that just dissolved a while ago are back together. There's something to this that is giving confidence to bands to um, take the chance to be a part of this and reuniting in a way that previously I thought only Riot Fest could pull off. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think you're right. I, I don't have any doubts about, I mean, I, I could be proven wrong knock on wood, but I feel like the festival is going to go well this year. I think, I feel like they, they know what they're doing on this. Um, one of my first reactions seeing this, I feel like this year's lineup is a Kyle lineup and this lineup I'm looking at for next year is a Kyle Schultz lineup. Um, I mean, there's just, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of bands on here that are like right, right up your alley. Um, I mean, mine as well, but I feel like if there was a Venn diagram of us and there's a lot of overlap in the middle, there's some outer edge stuff that's more of yours is on this 2023 lineup and more of mine is on the 2022 lineup. Like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Anything that newfound glory is a part of is automatically my uh, top tier. Yeah. I mean, you got newfound glory there. Yellow card. Uh, you're not a good Charlotte guy. I forgot about that. Um, I am not, but uh, Max Bim is coming back as say anything. Yeah. I mean, and what even is that? Is this like Max on stage playing a kazoo and a tambourine? Is it like the original lineup from Is a Real Boy? Is it like, I have no idea. Anytime there's something say anything, you're just kind of like, this could be awful or this could be like <laughs> surprisingly delightful. I really don't know. I have no clue what to expect with that at this point. He He's kind of this generation's Rivers Cuomo where it's, uh, it's either going to be the greatest music you've ever heard or a disappointment on a level that it's hard to fathom. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I will say about this lineup and I said it to you and Nadia in the text thread today that, I mean, and not to say that there's like a overwhelming amount of women on this year's lineup, but there's, there's some, um, this is like, <laughs> this is like a, a step back from everywhere. I thought we were going with putting together these kinds it, of festivals. Like it, it is really so... does seem like they really leaned hard into the, when we were young part of it. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, 
Blink One Eighty Two on a festival lineup. It's going to be a part of uh, this these next couple years. Do you anticipate that you'll find yourself at Blink's Chicago show next year? There's a very good chance. Um, you know, I've I've got my gripes. I've got concerns and complaints and uh, a general level of bitchiness, but. <laughs> Blink-22 is still Blink-22. Um, you know, Tom, the issues I have with him uh, being a part of it, he's still an amazing musician. Like, he made some absolute magic with that band. And even if he is still forgetting the songs he wrote on stage, it's still something to see because it's it was such an integral part of so many people's lives. And it he hasn't been a part of it for so long. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It'll be interesting to see uh, how it succeeds and fails. Um, you know, I, I hope my biggest hope with this is that they genuinely are just enjoying themselves because I yeah. feel like there's a difference between uh, Tom having fun on stage and Tom just playing songs because he's contractually obliged. Right. Yep. You're a hundred percent right. And I think that's, yeah, the, if this is something that everybody's in on and enjoying and happy with, um, it's going to make it that much sweeter. And that's my hope at this point. So, uh, Kyle, this has been a blast. Thank you for, uh, thank you for hopping on the podcast when I threw up the blink signal earlier today. This has been a delight. It, thank you for having me. I was curious what the signal was until it happened 182 times. Like, Oh my God, I'm needed. <laughs> One of these days in a nursing home, we'll play back all these different blink podcasts and, and chuckle at ourselves. Um, and that's the day you'll realize days. you hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Not hardly. Um, that's going to do it for the pod. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, come visit us at it's all dead.com and uh, stay tuned for my reactions to when we were young Again, coming up uh, here in just a couple weeks, I'll be live and on the scene in Las Vegas. Um, Should be good. We'll see. Um, That's it for now. Thank you for joining, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Long Live the Music. If you like our show, come find us on Twitter and Facebook, at It's All Dead. And of course, come visit our website, itsalldead.com.